My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Welcome to the Workplace Podcast, and our topic today is creating a culture of mentoring. Our guest today is Sonata Kuchin, who is a mentor, culture consultant, program manager, mentor, and conference speaker. She's a member of the International Mentoring Association and the European Mentoring and Coaching Council. Sonata is an EMCC accredited mentor at practitioner level and an EMCC accredited mentoring program manager at senior practitioner level. Her fields of interest are the mentoring culture in the organization and the management of the mentoring process. More than 10 years ago, Sonata started her mentoring journey. One day at work, she was trying to solve a problem that she had with her team. She realized that the reason for this one was a mentor. Then Sonata acknowledged her powerful, how powerful mentoring is in both ways, positive and negative. So she has faced a negative impact of mentoring and as a manager, she had to do something. So Sonata decided to look more deeply into what mentoring is, and that's where she started. She now designs mentoring programs or collaborates in building a mentoring culture for different companies. Sonata, very welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Hello. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the podcast. So for our listeners then, Sonata, what is mentoring? Yeah, mentoring, if you look, you know, in dictionary, we will find very simple sentence that it's um, the act, the relationship, when more experience that helps to less experience, especially in job place or at school, universities, whatever. So it's very shortly. But for me, mentoring is a tango. And already, I don't know, 10 years ago, when I had some mentoring trainings, I usually I use this one of specific tango scenes from one movie and uh, just explain about mentoring by that. Because it's uh, common in tango as in mentoring, you have to feel each other. You have to be able to react, to lead, to trust, to adapt, to be here and now, you know, it's exactly the same. And I felt very original by this explanation. And after you can um, even by tango, look at some stages of mentoring, uh, how we changed whole cycle. Uh, but after, you know, in 2017, in uh, Harvard Business Review in journal, I found one article of other mentoring, um, maybe experts, and they also compare mentoring with tango. So for me, from one side, I understood, OK, remove your crown. It's not your original idea anymore, but it's nice that we see the same. So shortly about mentoring. I like that because it's really about a dance, isn't it? There's a partnership there. There's a dynamic and yeah, you kind of have to adapt to the tempo or the beat of the music that's played or the context, if you will. 
Yeah, and the successful mentoring, successful couple, also it's about that. Uh, like in dance, it's very important coordination of our uh, all activities, of our agreement and uh, orchestration. Someone have to lead and someone have to listen to adapt, maybe take this role in his or her hand. And it's like in dance. Very good. And in terms of mentoring then, you know, I think the traditional view of mentoring is I will take you under my wing and you will do things the way I did it. And I think that's very much disrupted right now in terms of what you're saying, in terms of the latest thinking of mentoring, that it's really about a a symbiotic uh, relationship that I'm, the power is nearly equal as such as differing levels of expertise. What are your thoughts on, you know, what traditional mentoring is versus what it is now? Yeah, and I think it's not just traditional, but uh, we have maybe few approach to mentoring. And one more, maybe strong in the United States, it's exactly what you now said. It's more experienced. If it's organization, usually it's like uh, top managers and a higher position person who teach you or who um, will lead you uh, in your career as a junior uh, employee. Uh, But in this European approach, what we have more here, it's mentoring is two roads, you know, way. It's in both sides you go and each have to learn and to get from this relationship something. It's not just mentor who, who I don't know, do the same one like he is or she is, like create clone another one person like me. No, it's a thinking partner. We work together by my experience, I know uh, maybe what to ask, but we think together it, and it's your situation. And from that also, I as mentor have something. Usually mentors, we encourage to have some task for themselves and to answer to the question, why I'm mentor? What I will learn from this, exactly this mentor, mentorship this time. And next time again, I create some task for myself again. Like that, we can exchange our knowledges. And it's more and more now in organization like that. And I think that's some of the hidden benefits with mentoring then there is that there's knowledge is being passed two way. We were both learning from this relationship. And what are the other benefits then from mentoring? Uh, it's uh, first one. And for me, it's like most important that it gives people the feeling of self-belief. Mentor can help to us to believe, to believe in ourselves. And it's always happened, of course, if it's successful mentoring. And it's why it's um, important, I think, for each of us, if you want to change something, just find a mentor. And he will help you at first to believe in yourself and to find these ideas, what you absolutely have already, but just to guide, to show what direction to go. And if you talk about organization, What's the benefit for companies? Uh, they are by creating different mentoring programs and not just one, but by designing mentoring culture. What they do, in fact, they creating a habit of challenging situations because mentorship always is challenge. You know, you think, okay, how I have to adapt, uh, how I can help. It's always for mentor this thinking and for mentee as well. Uh, how to do the best, uh, how to take all knowledges of mentor. And like that, uh, 
uh, organization gain because uh, it's about adaptation, flexibility, you know, making a succession for some employees when they leave. So all benefit what uh, mentorship can give for company. And as research show very simple uh, things that um, leadership, it's uh, improving uh, a lot. It's about 46% higher if you have in company mentoring, mentorship, different programs. It's okay. about uh, lower turnover of employees and mostly of talents, what is who leave usually companies, you know, talented people who already grows and want to do something else. And by mentoring, we can keep them longer. And uh, of course, if uh, they leave, we have 23% more chance to quickly to find someone who can replace him if we have mentoring programs already in advance and we prepare uh, some people like that. And of course, we capture like that all these organizational knowledges, but we can just forget about them if people leave. And by mentoring, even if it's some specific mentoring, but when I talk with my colleague, anyway, I give more some point of view, some knowledges, and like that, you keep everything in company. Because that, that's the biggest challenge at the moment, isn't it? There's, there's this fear there's going to be a mass resignation or mass exodus from the organization. So as a talent retention or talent engagement program, mentoring is something that really should be explored a lot more and maybe underutilized uh, by companies. Yes, exactly. And it uh, helps for surviving because now all companies, they need to adapt, you know, and very quickly, everything is changing. And like that, when you already trained by mentoring, by different mentoring programs and your employees, in fact, all have this um, uh, possibilities to be a mentor, I don't know, to adapt, to talk. And um, they have competencies as a mentors. They boost their leadership uh, capabilities. So like that, all companies can quickly add that uh, just uh, to face these challenges and to adapt, to change, and um, to welcome new employees if they need as well. Yeah, so it seems like there seems to be lots of different applications to mentoring. So I was just on a, a call earlier on today about graduate mentoring. You know, you have women in leadership, you have uh, diversity and inclusion councils and maybe mentoring about that, you know, fostering innovation and maybe working from home or that new hire experience that we have that buddy or that mentor then to navigate um, there. So there's, there's many uh, opportunities there. And again, what I'm noticing about what you're saying then is there's, there's a relationship with coaching then, if you will, in terms of the, the mentoring piece, it's, it's nearly like it's directive coaching now. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yes, it's a common question. Uh, is it mentoring, you know, the same as coaching? Uh, as this um, moment, uh, usually in, I don't know, in trainings or somewhere you can hear. And uh, sometimes you say that mentoring is coaching plus because you still need to use coaching in mentoring. Of course, mm. it's not means that you need everything, but sometimes uh, you need to use some techniques if you see that mentee need it. Or of course, you need the same competencies. And of course, as a coach, uh, as a mentor, you need uh, to listen, to ask, to guide, you know. So we use men uh, in mentoring, we use coaching. But plus, you need uh, your experience in this concrete field. 
And of course, mentor, he will be not just coach, he will be guide, he will be teacher, consultant, everything included, sponsor, he will think um, how to involve maybe you in some different project, what can help you as a mentee, maybe with whom you can meet and um, introduce, it's about networking, so it's really a lot in mentoring, much more than in coaching. And coaching is more for some performance, some achieving what I want to achieve now in my current, maybe more position. Mentoring, it's more the holistic, this approach, more global, whom I want to be maybe in the future. And Mm. it's more longer term journey together. Yeah, and I, I certainly know I've been very fortunate to have very good mentors, even though there might be informal mentors you know, but I've been very fortunate to to seek these people out. And in terms of, we'll talk about, you know, creating a mentoring culture within an organization. And what you're describing here, there's many facets to mentoring, which is very different to coaching in some aspects. While we're acknowledging that there's an overlap, you were talking about someone being a champion, somebody sponsoring you, what might that look like then? So if I'm a mentor coming in and I'm reflecting on my own mentoring practice, then what does that look like in reality if I was to champion someone or sponsor someone? Uh, if to come back to mentoring culture, how it looks in organization. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it's when everyone can be a mentor. And when mentoring is already not like separate elements, for example, not separate programs like mentoring program for new employees or mentoring program, for example, just for managers, not separate, but we have already in company few different uh, official like uh, organized mentoring uh, uh, programs. And it means that a lot of our employees have possibility to join them in one or another way. And like that, we all train as mentors and we all, we are already as mentees. And um, because mentoring link with some business priorities and business values, it's also, it's together, it helps for business. And what's happened then, then people see value of mentoring and they already have a habit in the workplace, you know, to use the same <laughs> as in mentoring relationships. It means that if you meet for some, I don't know, meeting, you automatically, you more listen because you, you trained like that through mentoring. You more listen, you try to understand and you search for better solution already for all organization not you know just for different departments or something like that and you naturally do that as in mentoring and you naturally start to mentor even not in official this uh, mentoring programs but informal mentoring as well it can be short it uh, can be longer some companies even create like um, some platforms where you can informally you know say okay i can mentor on that or i can be mentor here and you can search so it's like then a lot of tools company gives that after the employees, you know, do that in any situation. And like that, they really value that uh, this um, learning themselves and uh, others. And they take some responsibility and they try to help and to, to go in this way. And it is any, we can say that it's mentoring culture because it's natural already. It's like part of life of organization. Anywhere that I've seen mentoring culture really work, and when I talk about sponsoring and champion then, and you talk about listening then, 
people mm-hmm. are actively on your side listening for opportunities to champion you to look out for growth opportunities maybe projects you could be involved with so again in terms of that they are your representative when you're not in the room uh to say actually this person is hidden talents they're being underutilized how what we talk about used utilize this person's uh talents so i think there is uh, a lot in that and then when you were talking about you know how we've moved away from traditional mentoring then then we have this whole notion of reverse mentoring when we talk about a culture in an organization and we talk about gen z and millennials there in terms of making sure that the company is very much agile and responsive and it's a listing organization so what are your thoughts on on reverse uh, mentoring what does that look like in reality uh, in reality i think now it was very important in this whole covid situation you know a lot of companies really used this because all the employees stayed at home and had really to adapt not all but maybe big part to adapt to work uh, from home it means technologies and um Yes, he really uses reverse mentoring when uh, some younger colleagues they could be mentors and help uh, experienced employees who didn't have any some maybe problems when all IT you know team is uh, in office as well and if you need something they help but when you at home it's different so like that by peer mentoring by reverse mentoring like combined they really can could help each other so it was one of moments when it was really very useful now in our actualities what's the difference between peer mentoring and reverse mentoring mm-hmm. in reverse mentoring so if we talk usually you know in this traditional uh, mentoring that it's more experience it help uh, to someone like you said from different young generations um, he just or she just um, have to take some knowledge is from him about profession about position doesn't matter but usually mentor gets things that he knows everything already but uh, these youngsters now they have maybe they are okay native in this it world what i gave this example and reverse mentoring it would be that okay you are so experienced but maybe this uh, someone who joined now few months your company who is 22 years old and you are 40 50 i don't know he teach you in fact how to navigate and how to have even uh, maybe zoom meetings or or create and um, design and uh, uh, to have some uh, i don't know big uh, events uh, conferences through internet and uh, it will be reversed that we like change position you know Maybe we started before COVID, I was your mentor, and now, okay, I learned from you because you have some something to share about this. And peer mentoring, it's when um, uh, you sometimes in mentoring programs as well, that it's uh, two mentees, but they uh, help each other. And it's uh, it's not so senior, you know, we are together learning from each other by doing similar things and we mentor to each other. Thank you for uh, for giving that insight. And there's something, the advice, and I think I read it in, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the Harvard Business Review there, advice is choose your mentors carefully. I think sometimes we tend to rush and pick the first mentor that offers their, their time or their services there. So, you know, what do I need to be careful of? Of what do you need to look for when I'm choosing a mentor? 
Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, it's also different. Oh, I'm choosing choosing for myself, like person, you know, it's an organization. Uh, if I'm choosing for myself, we have sometimes this uh, thought that, okay, I have to choose the best one in this field, you know, the star who has a lot of experience. I don't know. I want, for example, I want to create business, you know, and I know someone who is very good, uh, achieve a lot. I want that he, will, he or she mentor me, but uh, uh, I'm... I am not in this, you know, still levels that I can take everything what they can give me. And for them, it will be a bit boring to start from beginning. So here, better to choose, you know, someone who is just a bit above you, a bit, and still already higher, already know more than you and can really help you at this position where you are to grow a bit, a bit. And after you change mentor, you search for another one, for another task. And like that, step by step, you grow. Uh, so it's one of uh, parts. And of course, by choosing mentor, you have to think uh, if uh, the mentor will be able to give you uh, time, for example, because he can say yes, yes, yes. But after some cancellation and et cetera, it, it, it won't be so good. If you talk about um, organizational mentoring, I, I speak about this topic enough often because I start from problem. When I face that it's my mentor was this one who created some problems of behavior in my group. And it takes long for me to understand it. And uh, we have to be sure that our mentors is our ambassadors of our organization. Because in organization, it's very simple to make this mistake. Because you take usually the best employees, you know, most experienced uh, to be a mentor. It's normal. And it, it, I did the same. And um, this is my experience at mentor. What sometimes happens, you know, with people who work, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years in the same organization, they are bored already a bit, but they don't want to change anything. So they have their own point of view. So you, as a manager, as a mentoring program managers, you have to understand that all this point of view <laughs> it will be after point of view of this mentee as well. Not one, not uh, obligation, but it's very, very possible that it will happen like that. But because they will share about everything, not just some knowledges, but um, even sometimes mentors, they don't think about that. But they all point of view also, you know, bring like on plate, okay, <laughs> take it. It's like that here. So our companies also have to think about that it's not just a very strong specialist who can help, but is it ambassador of our company? Do we really want that it will go in this direction, this mentoring relationship? And after, you know, it's spread in, in company like that. And uh, what else we have to think? It's um, that um, all, not to sing, but always to remember that good experienced uh, specialist, it's not equal good mentor. So, of course, it's why we have these training programs for mentors, like onboarding um, trainings for mentors that they understand, you know, what is the role of mentor. And because, of course, if it's manager, it's natural a bit for him because he works usually with team already, all these uh, competences, it's uh, similar. But if it's specialist and we choose mentor who is, okay, it's a bit stereotypical, but easy to understand. If it's person who work, you know, is it just uh, in front of his computer, not to communicate too much with per some other people around. And if his personal traits will be also... Um, enough closed, shy, I don't know. So it is uh, really, he will be 
capable to be a good mentor. From start, usually no, you have to teach and to look if it's possible or not. Not just, ah, okay, you are good here, let's be a mentor for uh, some mentee and we think that it will be perfect. Not always. I think you raised some very pertinent points there because some people fall into the trap, uh, and I, I've been lucky to avoid this, is their first mentor maybe has may have some bad habits and they early on in our career that might shape our career or mold us in some way in terms of our thought processes and I've seen that in other people that I've mm. um I've been on leadership development programs and we take on their the potential to take on their biases or judgments and that can really they're not really the best ambassadors for a business because they're not really exactly. living the values of the organization and mm. it's funny, like, I, I would like to take this opportunity out to call out a couple of mentors that I had, if that's okay, is like Anne Torres, Linda Byron, and Colin and Mark Layden. These people were very instrumental for me. And it's not just that they were giving me um, technical expertise, but it was really a focus on personal growth to say, listen, here are the, the, the learnings that I've had, or here are mistakes to avoid. It's funny, I was reading... Uh, an Aesop's fable, a story about the old lion uh, last night to my son, and it's all about learning from each other's mistakes. So uh, Finn was, my, my five-year-old son was very impressed with that fable, you know, and I think that's a really valuable lesson to us all is that we choose our mentors wisely, and especially in an organization, then what's our selection criteria there? Because are they really living the values that we want to exhibit in the organization? Yeah, and uh, sometimes for mentees, I give uh, some example, but for this, when I talk with these people who search for mentors themselves, that, you know, you when you see someone for marriage, you don't go and you say, ah, let's marriage, <laughs> you know, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happened like that. You, you don't go, you don't ask, you try to understand what this person is in front of you. Even if you like, you know, like that from what you see, what you hear. So it's a bit similar. You at first you have to to look around to understand his values, his habits, how he works, who he is, and just then try. But if no, if you see in process already, sometimes it's nothing bad to say, okay, it doesn't work how we expect it or how I expect it. You know, maybe we can stop here and you search another one. Because VA is a problem sometimes in mentoring in both fields, um, in personal and when in, in organizations, about reflection and about feedback. People enough quick um, and maybe easier give, give, give feedback about professional part, you know. Okay, it's like that, like that. But when, uh, they avoid to give feedback about our relationship how it is for us in this mentoring uh, mentorship relationship are we okay both if our exp expectation and what we have now it's uh, the same you know maybe we have just to talk sometimes but we avoid to do that because oh, okay maybe it's not very comfortable and uh, sometimes we don't think because reflection as well as as well is very important part and sometimes we skip it because it's what we teach, in fact, <laughs> through mentoring, why it's good after for organization, because we teach step by step that you have to reflect after each meeting, after some period to talk uh, to with each other. And after it's easier even in some daily routine, daily life. Oh, so we're speaking about selection. We're 
you know, matching people, if you want to call it that. We talk about expectations and reviews. So when you're setting up a mentor program or trying to implement a culture of mentoring, then what are the important considerations there that we definitely need to have that these building blocks to create that culture? Mm-hmm. Uh, first, first, uh, first uh, main thing, if top managers understand this importance and if they are willing to be uh, role models for mentoring behavior. Because enough often here is first point. Because if you don't have support of top managers, you know, they can say, okay, do it, do it. But after they don't behave, you know, like role managers and what's happened for employees, they see difference, you know, you have to, to be like that. You have to reflect, to give feedback, but top managers, or so, okay, they, they are not like that. So then it's one of steps that for mentoring programs and mentoring culture, it will be okay. Maybe it's not failing, but um, it's hard to do it. So first step, um, it's to understand this one, to talk and that managers to understand what they can do and when they have to do, if they really believe in this one. Because uh, with my clients, usually it's easier to to work with this who already understand value of mentoring and they want this in the organization. And when you have from top managers, then it's really, really easy. It's not means that they have to participate, you know, a lot, but just to, to show by the behavior is that it's important so it's one thing second thing is to understand we a company is now in all learning um, mentoring field if uh, they have some elements of mentoring or they start from zero and if they are ready for that because uh, you can't you know arrive and to design all mentoring program without preparation and sometimes, uh, you know, you want design, I don't know, a few mentoring programs. Let's start here, here, here. A lot of trainings and people don't have this learning environment. They don't think yet, to, you know, don't have habits to learn from each other. Or maybe it's um, a lot of, um, I don't know, this behavior in companies that they are concurrent, strong concurrence to each other. So then you start from small steps. And just in some years, you you start with one program. You look usually what it would be less sensitive for the, this organization, with which programs you can accept and start. And like that, you grow after second one and after with a lot of uh, talkings, meetings, just step by step. You always do pilot, of course, and you go through creating some mentoring, maybe clubs, uh, and of course, a lot of communications that after you can design and uh, go toward to mentoring culture. So the key elements, if I'm understanding it correctly, is management buy-in. Then we do recruitment of of managers and we say a, a selection criteria there. We do the matching that happens there. Then we start giving mentoring skills training to whoever the mentors and mentees are. Uh, we do review in terms of what's working. What are the other key elements that people sometimes miss? Support, support for mentors through all process. Uh, because enough of an organization, you know, they have matching process. Okay, we have mentors, we have mentees. Okay, it's done. Okay, better situation when they think, oh, okay, they still need some training. So, okay, plus 
we organize some trainings, uh, how to be mentors usually. Sometimes already here, some organization methods, they really need the trainings for mentees as well to understand how it will work and uh, sometimes how to be a good mentee and how to take all benefit from mentoring. But after, as I mentioned, is support, ongoing support through all mentoring process for mentors. Because of course, it will be different situation when mentors sometimes um, they feel that mentee, for example, um, they don't do about what they agreed before. Okay, we agreed, we will, you know, we search some ideas and after, he or she, they avoid meetings, for example. It's a, And what to do for mentor? Of course, they find a solution, they do something, but sometimes they need just to talk. Do they write to do like that or in another way? And this different situations, it happens really not, to, not so often, but sometimes you have even situations that it's not working. A couple mentee mentors, so what to do then? And sometimes um, I had the situations that mentee, he doesn't want to say for mentor to mentor something because they have to work after, you know? Yeah. So they avoid this situation. And uh, here, very important to know to them is that, okay, he is a person to whom I can go to talk, you know, and to understand what to do. And another element, what some organization really miss, it's a program manager, mentoring program manager, that it's a really obligation to have someone who care about all this process and who time by time, you know, not officially even uh, they talk with mentors, with mentees, they ask and they see this full view, not just survey, you know, time by time after three months, official questions, something like that. No, it's always have to be like pulse and then they have to look, to check, to read uh, and to try to help and sometimes to say maybe for a couple, okay, maybe it's time to stop for you because it's not working something. Because, uh, you know, it's not useful for mentee, it's not useful for mentor. And we are wasting time, in fact, in company here. So this ongoing support, mentoring program manager, and of course, um, stagnation. Sometimes um, companies, you know, they launched very good mentoring program. Okay, it's done, it's working. And uh, for example, a half year, it's working, everything is nice. And after it's already calm, we have new mentees, new mentors. Okay, it's going on somehow. But company, in a few years, it can be very huge changements in, in general, in structure, in tasks, I don't know. And I mentioned before already that mentoring has to be linked with the business priorities and values. You know, maybe you have to change already something in all this, your program, what you design, or maybe few programs, what you design. And sometimes it's really don't correspond with reality already so you time by time really you have to do not just monitoring but to stop and to evaluate okay so what is as a result what was the problems what we did and what we can change maybe we have to do something differently and here is somehow i say you know especially if, if everything was fine okay we asleep a bit and fall asleep and okay it's going it's working we can do something else so time by time i don't know regularly it depends from program you do it you each half year or each one in once per year it depends from program and from company you see each time individually when they need to do it I think you're raising really important points there because my experience of being a mentor, whether it be in companies or MBA programs, is where they fall, falter is sometimes there's a mismatch 
mm-hmm. um, there in terms of the selection there. People mightn't have the right skills or expertise to help people navigate through. And sometimes I've been parachuted in and it's really about clarifying those expectations of each other. Say, here are the time commitments, here are the skills. Is this what you need? And people are going, to, how how did you sort out these difficult relationships? And I says, well, it was just easy. All I had to do was listen and understand what their needs were. And I think that's really an important point then is understanding the needs of the organization and the needs of the current reality, because there are certain components for this organization development that we need to look at values that maybe the values are no longer fit for purpose. They were fit for purpose in a certain context. Mm-hmm. Do we need to revisit those? Or is everybody up to date on what those values are, especially if you have a huge um, employee turnover when those values are created? So you're bringing up lots of different points, especially about the program manager then, that there's a point of contact or a focus there to say, listen, here's the review. Here's what best practice is. Are we on track? Is everybody supported? And again, there's those learning circles, if you want to call it that, of those peer mentoring to say, we're putting the, the problem into the center of the circle. They say, listen, here's a challenge that I'm having at the moment. What are your thoughts on it? So you're bringing in some brilliant points uh, there. So again, when we talk about um, the organization then and creating that culture then and you're talking about top management buy-in for that and they're leading that with authenticity there has to be a business case so what's the return on investment for for me as a leader or ceo if i'm interested in a mentoring program or creating a culture of mentoring Yes, so it's uh, what I mentioned before. If you care about, you know, turn, turnover of your employees, if you want to um, uh, boost your leadership um, in your company, if you think about to, how to keep all organizational knowledges in organization, you understand, okay, I need it, in fact. And um, here is some counting. I won't say now your numbers, but in fact, uh, he is everything by numbers that if you you think that uh, if a mentoring program can um, help you to have um, less turnover of employees, less employees will uh, leave company, so you save you save this money, what you will put uh, for onboarding, for new employees, for teaching, or maybe some event clients can leave, you know, <laughs> with your employees or something. So here's a lot of things to do. So, yeah, it exists also countings, but I can't say now numbers, how each company can save for, for it. Yeah. So, again, there's lots of different uh, ways they can do that, as you mentioned. So, I, I'm going to put this... Uh, <laughs> I suppose, pose this question or challenge to you. If we were to apply some magical thinking right now, if you had the ideal mentoring program and I says, you know what, I have a blank check, what would be the key elements that you can go, you know what, this is the top standard here of mentoring program. What would that look like for you? Magic mentoring program. Yeah, if you were to apply magical thinking as the ideal mentoring program, what would that be? Wow. <laughs> At first, um, engagement of all mentors and all mentees and uh, all, you know, levels like top managers, program managers, they're all ambassadors of mentoring and really understand value of that. 
because now, of course, we have situations, you know, that sometimes mentees in organization also think, okay, I'm so talented, so good. Why have someone looking around and going around, you know, to be my mentor, for example, I don't know, Halfia or something. So in this My Magic, wonderful mentoring program, all that already joins this program by knowing that, wow, I have opportunity uh, to learn faster as a mentee or as a mentor. Okay, I have opportunity to work on my some competences maybe I will need in the future. As a uh, top manager, so I think, wow, I have opportunity. It's perfect uh, to create mentoring culture and after by learning how to be mentors, it will really help for my business in everyday life because they will be just better as professionals. And we can talk then about this even collective, you know, leadership and all have uh, this possibility to be a coach, but it, it, you don't need um, to be a coach, but to how to ask, to know how to ask good questions, to help your colleague to find uh, a solution. It's very useful, you know, in every day. And so in um, this magical program, at first it would be attitude that all engaged and uh, work and uh, say, try to brainstorm what uh, can improve, what I can do myself as a mentor, as mentee. And we really follow this um, old cycle. Uh, not avoid to give fed feedback, for example, we reflect uh, time by time and not just, okay, I finished my mentoring, so mentoring program manager will ask me something I have to reflect and to think what it was, you know, not by this, but in this ideal case, you reflect after each meeting or even during the meeting with your mentee, you a bit uh, reflect, okay, what's happened today, what I take from this. And after I think myself, okay, what can, what I can do better, and maybe I will after reflection I can send some ideas to my mentee plus, and um, I think um, this would be perfect mentoring program and mentoring culture and um, good for company. It is a pity that our listeners cannot see your face right now because when I ask you that <laughs> question, your face lit up to say oh this would be wonderful so it was wonderful to see your facial expressions as you did that so I, I, I took great glee and joy out of that so we're coming to the end of our podcast today and what I'd like to do is give you an opportunity to give some key takeaways for people to remember from this conversation so oh, what might these key takeaways be mm. uh, I would um say maybe for each of us, for individuals, if you want to do something, do it. Just uh, search for mentor. And it's really easier than to believe in yourself. Because we have a lot of now, I don't know, people who sit in the job places, you know, and they're thinking and dreaming how they would like to change something. But it's not enough courage to do it. And just really small part, do it. And others still sitting in front of computer and thinking how next day they will do something. So start now. Take opportunity and do it. And mentor really can help you just start to give, you know, to step first step. And after maybe you won't need a mentor or you will find another one. Just try it. I think that's a, a lovely message and a key takeaway for our listeners. That's something that I've definitely done is I've constantly sought 
mentors, even if I'm in my mid-40s right now, I, if there's something that I've actively pursued is to seek out people who are better than me, somebody that I really admire and respect, and hopefully I'll be able to give something back. And then this Sonata, and thank you very much for joining us today. Then in terms of that, if people were to contact you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Well, the best way is to go to my website, mentoringtireculture.com, and to find not just my contacts, but some of my thoughts in my blog. And like that, they can have can find some questions about what to think if they create mentoring programs or if they search for a mentor. Thank you for you, having me here. You're very welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast. And you are giving a, a giveaway of a 30-minute consultation for the first five companies to contact you after the podcast. So thank you very much for that uh, generous uh, offer, Sonata. So that's all our time for today. Thank you to our listeners uh, for joining us on the creating that mentoring uh, culture in your organization. Sonata, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you and bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner, provider executive coaching, facilitation and training. Take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team and organization.